Roberto Baldwin, and welcome to the Stupid Podcast Ideas Podcast, where we take our worst podcast schemes, talk about what they could have been, and then promptly flush them down the toilet like so many alligator pets, only to later be devoured by them, the pets and the ideas. New podcasts will be available every Thursday-ish time. Today's episode is sponsored by airplane engines or jet engines why not anything that keeps you in the sky while it's still on fire is pretty sweet in my book welcome to episode number 15 of the stupid podcast ideas podcast and my guest today is media guy nick hennon nick how you doing hey great thanks for having me on the show Thanks for being on the show. Um, this is uh, the first time we've ever talked. So yay, making new friends. <laughs> it's a privilege and an honor. I love it. Well, I, I don't think it's either of those things, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so, so how are you doing? How, how is everything? You know, we're, we're this, it's a very, it's been a very weird year. I just got a, uh, a Facebook thing about Last year at this time, I was in Sweden dri driving a giant, um, a large electric Volvo truck, you know, like a, burp, burp, you know, burp, yeah. Like, yeah. like a big truck, not like a pickup, but like a truck truck. Now <laughs> I'm at home waiting right. for a vacation. So, 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 so uh, how are you time, doing during all this? This time last year, I was at a scientific conference uh, in Seattle. And it was just starting to sort of bubble to the surface about how we needed to be careful. And I remember being a little concerned that there weren't, you know, masks being worn yet coming. I spent some time in Beijing with a company that I worked from before and I understood masks and this type of, you know, and everybody where it was coming from, I had been watching the pandemic happen there and they were wearing masks. And I was like, why aren't we wearing masks? <laughs> but yeah, unprecedented weirdness and, uh, you know, bouts of crippling anxiety, but beyond that, I think we're just all pushing through. Yeah, I think it's it's it is. Uh, I think everyone. I I I'm sure there there are a few people who are like, this has been awesome, but <laughs> I think for the most part, everyone I talk to is just like, uh, you know, we're we're just making the best of it. Uh, some days are better than others, and uh, hopefully, this will be over soon, and we'll all get stuck in the arm twice and can go back to our science and sweden ways <laughs> sure. yeah definitely looking forward to that vaccine oh yeah yeah good times i'm so excited guys <laughs> just keep looking refreshing right. things something's <laughs> gonna happen uh so so let's talk okay so today you have uh two bad ideas for us the yes. first one is twitter big shots and the other one is psychic for very bad news yeah. now we're gonna before we get into the for, for bad news because I don't yeah. want it to be a, to start off it as, as a bummer and I hope it doesn't become a bummer. But let's let's jump back to Twitter big shots and so so tell me what is what would a bad podcast about Twitter big shots what would it be what what what's the format how many episodes do you have sure. guests do you, sure. do you bring the big shots on and say hey what's your deal what's the what's the deal <laughs> One could arguably say, you know, that you are, uh, you know, because, you, you know, you're in that bubble of tech uh, minds where people sort of tune into that, right? I would say if I had a list of Twitter big shots, you would definitely be on there, Robbie. But 
Um, you know, um, I started in like 2008. My first real Twitter big shot gave me my job, you know, for uh, I was working as an internist for Fox News, but for the liberal Alan Combs. And uh, the next guy I connected with, it was Ben Smith, who I'm friends with today. And he is indeed quite a big shot. When he, is, he, is, he has become, <laughs> he went from the, he, I see a Buzzfeed where he was a, you know, a big shot to yeah. becoming this like media columnist for the New York <laughs> Times. And right. he just sort of skyrocketed the, the stratosphere right. of Twitter big shotness. Right. But, you know, also one of the most genuine and kind people who actually returns his email to like little people like me when I met him was in North Dakota and is just a genuine, nice person, uh, which is kind of nice to see in a big shot. Um, others, I mean, you remember there was a time in 2016 when it was the Farhead Mike Isaac show. Farhead Manju, of course, from the New York Times. Mike Isaac coming over from different, I mean, joined the New York Times, I think then went to New York and spent some time and they were then together. And yeah, I mean, every morning was like, what are those two going to say? Um, you know, and uh, how are they going to sort of toss self-deprecating tweets at each other? And it was quite interesting. <laughs> so, 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 so tell me about the show. Would you have these big shots on and then sort of talk about their, the zenith of their Twitterness? Yeah, like, like, like Farhad, I feel is, I think there was a point where he, Farhad was weird Twitter for tech for yeah. a long time. And yeah. now I think as he's, you know, his kids are getting older. He's, he's, he's a columnist now. He's become mm -hmm. very, he's, he's a bit more of a, of, of a dad. His, his, totally his Twitter different. account, his Twitter account is his, uh, I don't want to say it's gotten worse. I'll just say it's gotten less weird. It's it's got less weird, yeah, a little controversial in not a good way, and then you know it just sort of fell from the sky a little bit, and that yeah. happens. That's what Twitter's like, right? It's like a roller coaster; you never know. So mm. for sure, you could have the guests on. You could talk about what it's like to ride the Twitter wave when it happens, uh -huh. uh, and the crash. I suppose um, is there, you know, a way of like recovering from then not having anything in your mentions? I don't know. <laughs> How does that feel psychologically? Um, and then the influence and power of which that may be transferred into real life. That'd be really interesting to see if people were like, hey, I saw your tweet. Um, you know. Uh, are, are, are you, I feel like the concern here is that the, 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 it, um, a podcast about Twitter people could just devolve into a, 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 a tweet storm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or now it's called a thread. It used to be called a tweet storm. Right. Uh, now they call it a thread. Uh, they were like, well, well, this could have been a thread. It's like, this could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this could have been an email. Yeah, yeah. You know, I see what you're saying in that aspect, but I think there's definitely some curiosity to it. Look at Joe Stalwart. Also, now a dear friend, met him a very long time ago, early on Twitter. And again, really genuine, cool guy. But what an interesting person on, in the world of finance. He's like the modern day E.F. Hutton, right? I mean, he talks, about, he talks about the markets and Bitcoins and all eyes are on it. Speaking of podcasts, he has a fantastic one. And I think uh, someone like that would be really interesting to talk about what their Twitter life is like and how it means and how it sort of inter, inter, you know, weaves into their uh, other aspects of their professional life. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think, and I think there would be a... Um... There would actually be an audience. This isn't a very bad idea. This is a, that's the problem is this idea should be worse is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you need to make it worse. Like I, I bring the Twitter big shots on and then I uh, show them all their bad tweets. Like what the hell was this? <laughs> Why? This wasn't funny or weird or anything. This is just dumb. <laughs> 
weirdest tweets from biggest big shots on Twitter. The weirdest tweets. <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about? This salami looks like pig. Why? Let's, let's talk. <laughs> no engagement. Zero. No one cared. No one cares about your refrigerator, Mike Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's now. That's a great idea. <laughs> I, I I I worked with Mike Isaac uh, very briefly. We worked at Wired together, and okay. he, was, he was genuinely a, a very nice person. Uh, yeah. Farhad, I I never worked with Farhad, but I've I've been to a lot of events with him. And mm -hmm. for a little while, the running joke was every time I went to an event, I would take a very awkward picture of 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 him, and then <laughs> I would put it online, and I would tell everybody how I was working on the Farhad like coffee table book. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. Every and so every once in a while, I'll be going through photos, looking for an old photo of something, and that all those just be random pictures of Farhad, like, just, <laughs> just looking surprised and awkward, yeah. not ready for me to like, hey, click. That's great. Um, uh, yeah, you no, have, I, you know, I think from Axios, she's incredibly funny and popular, and Kara Swisher, um, and those are some of the people that really roll on Twitter, and and people listen. And, I feel like uh, Kara's going to be hard, and like Kara does Kara's shows, so yeah. <laughs> Kara's, like, Kara's got like five shows, and she's like, I don't got time for our your show. I don't have time. You know who I am. <laughs> Ina yeah. might carve out time for you, though. I think she'd probably come on the show. She's a great sport. Yeah, yeah, Kara's great. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? To, to, to be completely honest, I think my heyday in Twitter was probably about five years ago. Really. Because I think when I was in tech, um, I think the tech Twitter was a bit different than than car Twitter. Car Twitter is not nearly as big. Uh, is that right? The the many of the important car journalists don't really have that many followers as you know as tech Twitter does. Mm -hmm. And um, I think as I moved away from tech, I also lost a lot of engagement and blah blah blah. And to sure. be completely honest, I don't care. <laughs> You're all right with that. <laughs> but I think, you know, I got the I got the rush of, of followers up to like 10,000 or so yeah. um, pretty early. But I, I am pretty sure a lot of those people just stopped using Twitter. I would say like 80% of my followers just don't even exist anymore. <laughs> really? They're just like these dormant accounts? That yeah, I, just, I think most of my followers have like given up on Twitter or yeah. given up on me and for some reason have just muted me or blocked me. <laughs> Right, right. Well, we had this like previous administration that sort of required a Twitter account to check in every now and then. So a lot of people, you know, kept their accounts just to see what was going on with the world. Yeah, I think that's there's there's probably a little bit of that. But yeah, I think my my hate is long ago, and I, just, I maybe it's I, don't, I don't care enough about Twitter. Like as a as, I like to I like to get on Twitter, and I've met a lot of friends because of Twitter, and I've gotten jobs because of Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't. Like the 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 rush for I I don't understand why like how you could have a hundred thousand followers and still be happy with Twitter because I figure at some <laughs> point yeah at some point you get so many followers that people are just following you to to troll you and I just I don't really have time for that I, like all day I just be muting people I'm just like I don't care I don't care I don't care, I don't care. <laughs> yeah it's true yeah I don't I don't understand how famous people just hop on Twitter get like five million followers and they're like this is great and I'm like no. Yeah, yeah. And you can see the drawbacks from that when you watch famous people sort of crumble, too. Um, yeah, because, you know, they don't quite understand the, the, the how Twitter works, and they, they don't realize there's no nuance on Twitter. It's very much like, this is a thing. Right. Um, and so right. it becomes this very, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I still love Twitter. I think it's really phenomenal. I, you know, as a former broadcaster, I started my own radio program when I was like 12 years old, and I've been in media my whole life. And Twitter really took over what 
what fell apart with the regulation of radio and media after the trade centers fell and, and mm -hmm. Twitter became this radio station that's international and live and broadcasting. Now, even the Boeing story that we were talking about at the very beginning of the program with the engines, that is uh, something that wouldn't happen anywhere else. And you notice it doesn't occur on Facebook where you see the actual engine burning and, you know, those yeah. images immediately go to Twitter. And I think that's fantastic. No, it's it's true. Like I will there there will be news breaking and on Twitter I can follow, you know, trusted news sources, people that I trust, um, and I can look at the, you know, whatever's trending. You can do a quick search and see what's going on and see what people are saying and see quick links to to um to to to, to media outlets. And then I will go to Facebook and it's there's nothing. It's crickets, it's you know, it's weird yeah. memes about whatever. It's 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 sometimes it's cats, sometimes it's people's friends sometimes it's a you know it's it's some sort of uh, motivational message with a sunset in the background yep, yep. about living your best life there's a lot of that on my facebook feed um and so you pop back on twitter you're like oh this is where the chaos is this is where the chaos is <laughs> this is where yeah. the chaos is. Yeah. i guess i'm kind of addicted to that oh if you yeah anyone in media and news you 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 become addicted to chaos and it's so bad for us <laughs> it's so incredibly bad. It's so anxiety inducing. It's, it's bad for our mental health. And yet we can't stop. It's worse than a greasy steak and cigarette. And, it uh, is, it is. Yeah, it's, it's the greasy. <laughs> uh, and so let's, let's, let's talk about your, your next uh, idea. Okay. Um, uh, psychic for very bad news. Now you say that you, you know, you have this, this, the psychic ability to know when a friend or family member is in dire is in is in trouble or has passed away yeah, or near to pass or near to pass how does this become a podcast <laughs> you're just like okay let me tell you about this one time <laughs> or yeah people call in and be like okay or, or do you have other people call in and be like and they tell you their stories about yeah, how man. they knew a family member or a friend was about the was was, yeah. was very yeah. sick or in an accident or about it can work in near-death experiences, I suppose, too, as part of uh, apparently 5% of Americans have had those. But what I thought was was so interesting that normally it's kind of a bummer how it happens, right? Because it's like my family members and whatever. One of the earlier experiences was my mentor who didn't tell anyone he had cancer and had a real aggressive form, Alan Combs. I don't know if you remember him. I'm old enough to remember him. He was part of Hannity and Combs on Fox News. Dear friend and mentor. Didn't tell anyone he was sick. And I knew it and was trying to contact him. And he was actually in the hospital dying. And I knew he was going to die. And on the day he died, I called his wife and I said, I know he's going to die. And she was like, how did you do that? So I had this weird thing. Um, and so I have lots of experiences where I called a welfare check on one of my best friends, uh, who's not famous in any way, but uh, called the police to his door and said, I know something's wrong. They said, how do you know? I said, I can't explain it. They went there and said, you know, he had just passed. Um, and so it's weird. I don't know how I have it. But most recently... I got it from a famous celebrity. So I was wondering if maybe, we, you know, like this idea of being able to say, this one's going to go, you know, because they're always, there's how many people right now are 91? We got Ed Asner. I mean, there's lots of really- Eddie White is like 98 like, years old or something like right, that. Right, right. She just had her birthday. She's very old and she's she beloved. And my God, please don't ever die, Betty White, because we all I love know. her. Um, Angela Lansbury is another one. I think she's 97. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, one night I'm laying in bed and I'm just relaxing and Alan Burns comes to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Alan Burns, who are you? And so I go into this deep rabbit hole of studying who he is. And I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. He came up with the Monsters, Leave it to Beaver, Mary Tyler Morris. guy's brilliant. Worked with James Brooks. We always see James Brooks. 
Simpsons episodes or whatever. That's a famous yeah. guy media. So um, it's just this very powerful pulled in thing that I needed to, to, to follow his career. And I don't know where the name come from or why it popped in my head. So eventually I turned to Twitter because I was searching and it was so compelling. And I was like, hey, Alan Burns is still alive. He's 85. And, and, and this is really interesting. And here's some pictures of him. And I tweeted it. And a family member replied within about a minute and said, right. he just passed. How did you know? Or, you know, or, or what happened here? How do you, what's going on? He, you know, and then I said, I didn't have any idea. And then I said, it's kind of a sick joke. And I was actually kind of gave him a real snarky reply. And I was just like, come on, you know, that's not funny. And, uh, and then they replied back with a personal Facebook page of him where someone had, oh, like a family Facebook member. And but said, this is what happened. He died at 1.23 a.m. or something. And I was like, wow, that was really personal. Later, I went back, the guy deleted the tweets. But mm -hmm. a person from Variety said, Nick, it's true. Well, then the next day, it came on all the news that he had Yeah, died. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, weird. So, so, so it okay. happened to me with a real, with a person that's a celebrity that I don't know. So, okay, so it's, it's, it's a very interesting power. It's very just sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not a, it's it's like it's 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 like um there was like some mythical creature like they can see the future but the only thing they can see is their own death kind of like yeah. like, like we're going to give you the power of 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 future sight but you could only see your own death. And look, this guy. What was my window? Like, I mean, maybe ten minutes, twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm searching for him before he passed. So it's a pretty. <laughs> it's it's got a very limited. So so how would so would you would you? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how this would become more than a single podcast. Would it yeah, be? Yeah. Would it be you would tell your story and then hope that other people would come on and tell their stories about how this maybe. works, or would maybe you have it's like? A stupid idea, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the big, I feel like the problem was people would just be bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, then again, people love those uh, procedural, like true crime shows. Yeah, that's true. That's like true. the unsolved mysteries and the, 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 right. the front lines and people right. love like, oh, how did this person die? I guess if you're yeah. like, how did he know that this person was going to die? <laughs> yeah, and maybe there might be some more to each individual case if, in the cases of the people that are really compelling, like yeah. Andrew Lansbury or Betty White, where people are really watching their career and hoping that they hang on <laughs> longer. <laughs> Keep an eye on Nick. He's he saying, knows. What, what else did you see type of thing? I don't know. He's on the pulse. He's on the pulse <laughs> of what's the... I don't know, and I can't promise this will ever happen again, but it happened with Alan Burns, and I actually have tweet evidence of it, which is really weird. Uh, so, and I, it otherwise has never happened with a, a, a person outside my family. So that's like, kind of wild. So, when you so, so the, uh -huh. the, the bad news, <laughs> the psychic for bad news podcast. Yes. Nick Handon. Um, bad news. Hey, we might not have an episode next week, and if that we don't, that's good news. <laughs> Seems everyone's clear this week. Everyone's cool. No episodes this week. You have to make like a five minute episode. Just like, hey, everything's cool. <laughs> That's a lot thanks, of pressure. Thanks for listening. And then all of a sudden, like on a Thursday night at three in the morning, you're scrambling to get to a podcast ready. I got to put it up. You got to like show like, oh, I was looking for him then. And then he died here. And then he died. Here we go. Bada. And it was like, no, why, Nick? I like it. People will start to blame you like the weatherman. Yeah. yeah, they blame meteorologists. How did you not see this, right? <laughs> How did you know there was going to be a blizzard? Come on, 
I feel yeah. like this is a very bad idea for a podcast. This is very bad for you. <laughs> this is gonna put you on edge. It's gonna uh, it's yeah. gonna make people very sad because yeah. you're gonna be like, yeah. oh, right. really? <laughs> every, every once in a while, someone will send me a video of some guy who's like, "There's gonna be an earthquake." I can tell because I've and it's and they're always like, "Oh, they uh, they um, predicted five earthquakes." Yeah, but then it's always retroactive, right? It's like yeah, they're, happening. you're like, yeah, they're, oh, okay. <laughs> like, how do I know you predicted five earthquakes? It's like the. Uh, but then not there's it. going to be an earthquake in the next week and it's going to be a 7.3 and in the Van right. Nuys area. And you're like, Oh, okay. And then the, you forget. And then like six months later, someone sends you a link to that guy again, who says there's <laughs> going to be an earthquake in North Hollywood. And he predicted five earthquakes. Wait, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Didn't you send this guy to me like six months ago? Right, right, right. Van Nuys. And of course that video is gone. So if he, <laughs> I feel like if he just keeps saying there's going to be an earthquake, eventually he's going to be right. <laughs> They can just splice in whatever they want. That same person is like, you know, monitoring when there's a new Pope or wherever and coming up with all kinds of garbage about how they knew it was going to happen and what's next for us. And we're all going to die. <laughs> there's like the, there was, um, there was a trick a few years ago, people would on Twitter is they would have a, they would create a bunch of accounts or they take a, a create a single account. And then in that account, they would just post all, let's say it's a football game and it's yeah. giants versus the Cowboys. Sure. That thing that's okay. Anyway, they, they would have a score for like the Super Bowl. The and this yeah. person and they would put like all the different uh scores that could happen. You know, all the scores that could happen. And then when the, the, the game is over, they delete all the incorrect ones and then they retweet <laughs> the correct one that's from like <laughs> three weeks ago. And they're like, Oh my god. Wow, that's nefarious, but also really time consuming. I don't know. I don't have that kind of time for like you know, to be a little bit of praise. Cool, cool on Twitter for for you know twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. Because it's always like you're like, oh, this is going viral. You get a right. viral tweet, and you're viral for a couple hours, and then you know a dog saves a bear from. Yeah, that's like you know Jack Osborne's shoe or some weird account when they come up with anytime something happens viral, they'll grab it and then be that person. Like you know, I'm Obama's mic drop or whatever. Yeah, like, that stuff's weird. And Those little disappears. side accounts were there for someone's dog or whatever. And then you right? find you out like, that every time something goes viral, you'll get that, right? You get that. You get the yeah. You get the 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 quick twit uh, Twitter account that is all, <laughs> everyone follows, and everyone's like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I do that? That's the same guy. He's on the other accounts doing the the scores for the football. Yeah, that's a Twitter. Tw one of the Twitter big shots. It's probably Mike Isaac. I don't know if he'd have that much time, but no, he's got a dog now, and he's he's buying furniture. And... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so let's like, quit. Well, let's re let's recap our two okay. um, Twitter ideas. The first one, uh, I'm sorry, there are two podcast ideas. The first sure. one is Twitter big shots, a show where you bring on the Twitter big shots and you talk to them about their trajectory as Twitter celebrities whether they're at their zenith or maybe they're on the down or, you know, maybe they're just, they just never, they just always have been sort of underneath the surface, kind of a big shot, but they're never going to be, you know, again, like Kara Swisher or. Uh, yeah. I like it. Um, and then that one, actually, I can, I, I can see that, that, that working out being an actual podcast. Um, I feel like a lot of people doing that though, would probably rather be on clubhouse, which by the way, don't, don't, <laughs> 
Club, don't join Clubhouse. How do you feel? I don't know. I, I have a no. I, I have an issue with Clubhouse because of its horrible, horrible security practices. Its lack of privacy. The fact that it's already been hacked. Um, it's the 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 idea that it sucks all your contacts uh, and their phone numbers into their database, and you don't have no idea what they're doing. It is a bad, bad, bad privacy security issue. Um, right. Whether or not you want to go into a room where, where like five people are talking to you and telling you shit, that's right. I don't I don't care about that enough. If you know, we already though. have, here's the thing: we already have podcasts. <laughs> right, it is. It and is, this it, is a bad one, but still. <laughs> like you know, radio kind of died, right? Like to some extent, radio. Do you know how many people that listen to the radio every morning anymore? Like really, like not very many, right? So radios had this, you know, at the time the high day and heyday, and now it's kind of not. And now there's like this return to this auditorial experience. It's kind of interesting. And uh, you see, like, not just Clubhouse, right? There's a few apps out there that are all now about voice. And Twitter's going to have, like, spaces, and Facebook is going to have it. Everyone's trying to take off, which is interesting because, like, to me, Clubhouse, the jury's not out yet, and they're already making clones. It's like, guys, calm down with your copy. Well, and it, that's the thing is it's not, it's, not that big of, it's not that difficult for Twitter and Facebook to really come up with a clone and then sort of push that whole company out of, out, you know, make them the hipstamatic. Of, right. the, uh, of the social media world, they disappear, and then everyone realizes, like, oh, I, why do, why are we doing this? And then they stop using, it, and it just sort of goes away. Like fleets, which are like, awful. Yeah, which fleets of, you know, they're there. Yeah. Anyway, so Twitter yeah. big shots, first one. Second idea, uh, psychic for very bad news. Um, <laughs> I just feel like that's just that's just, it's a hell of a bummer. It's a real bummer of a show, um, especially if the, 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 the most of the psychic uh, readings you get are about friends and family. I don't think you want to do a podcast right after that. You're like, oh, somebody on my cousin. Uncle Lenny died, and I can't believe it. I knew it. I knew it. Was I, knew, I, knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> He's going to get I hit by a bus, and boy, he did. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. See, it's funny now, but what happens if Uncle Lenny gets hit by a bus? <laughs> Let's just skate right past that one. <laughs> so there are two bad ideas. One pretty good. The other one just horrible. No one should. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Um, sure. uh, so, so Nick, what do you do? You have anything you want to plug? You have your own podcast. Yeah, that um, awesome. has more listeners and is better. Is a better format than this. Uh, <laughs> what do you? I, I feel like you're plugging into the abyss. But let's go for it anyway. <laughs> I would love to uh, to point you in the direction of my work with Pacific Northwest National Laboratory and uh, a podcast that I host called SciVibe, which is really interesting. And it's about the latest and greatest things coming out of the laboratory. And it's really an in-depth look at each scientific uh, approach and each scientist and their background, where they come from and why they're doing what they're doing and what makes them tick and why they're passionate about their work and some of the things that are really important and, and forthcoming in the future. So it's science, it's a science podcast. It is. It's all talking, talking to scientists as opposed to people who are just spouting off because <laughs> they read they read a Wikipedia page. And we touch on, you know, climate and national security and the environment and energy and all sorts of really interesting topics. Outstanding. That sounds like a that sounds like a very helpful and very good podcast. Thank you. Um, full of good ideas, or at least ideas that are being uh, 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 vetted by actual scientists, as opposed to me just being like, hey, what do you got going on? <laughs> I like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a thing. <laughs> it makes me well, feel good. 
<laughs> well, well, thank you so much for being on the show, Nick. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, one more time, that podcast name is? SciVibe. Like yeah. S-C-I-V-I-B-E. That's right. Boom. Look that up on Google. Uh, Google. There you go. Look <laughs> that up on Google uh, and, and you'll get to listen to uh, scientists talking about science for a scientific world because science is pretty important. It's Keep the us alive. Indeed. It's the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Roberto. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, once again, this is the stupid podcast ideas podcast i almost forgot the name of this podcast uh we'll have a new podcast every i don't know let's say thursday unless i'm really tired or something cool is going on that i just don't have time for this shit uh have a good night everybody and uh stay safe thanks so much yeah.